Kansas is the Big 12 champion again. The Jayhawks' victory over TCU on Wednesday at Allen Fieldhouse meant KU will do no worse than share the conference championship with Baylor. KU beat writer Jesse Newell and star columnist Sam Mellinger were on hand and talked about the game, the championship, and what lies ahead for Kansas. We talk about it on Sportsbeat KC, the Star's daily sports podcast. It's Thursday, March 5th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. But first, we'll hear from Kansas coach Bill Self. It was senior day as the Jayhawks bid farewell to center Yudoka Azubuki and guard Isaiah Moss, and Doak truly rose to the occasion with arguably the best game of his career, 31 points, 14 rebounds, and 5 blocks. The points were a career high, and what a time to accomplish that, the final home game. Otherwise, it was an uneven performance for the nation's top-ranked team. KU couldn't stop a barrage of TCU three-pointers early and didn't begin to get separation until the final 10 minutes. Jesse, Sam, and I talk about that, but first, here's Bill Self. Okay, guys, have at it. How's it feel? Uh, it feels good. You know, it's 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 uh, you know, it's a goal every year to try to win the league, and and this you know obviously guarantees us a share of it. And, We'd like to go down and take care of business Saturday to win it outright, but you know it's been it's been kind of a a, a long grind through the conference season, especially when you start out behind and the team in front of you never loses. So we we it's been about eight weeks of grinding, but the guys have handled it well, and and uh, hopefully we haven't worn ourselves out. And we're getting ready to play our best ball, but it, I'm really happy for our kids. They they earned this one. You talked about how proud you are of them. Um, is that primarily because of how they had to chase Baylor and, and Baylor was so good this year? Uh, yeah, but I, I think there's more than that. I think that, you know, we dealt with some some stuff that's been pretty well known publicly and, 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 and you know, at no, with basically, you know, very little fault to the guys. I mean, we, obviously Silvio made a bad, bad, bad error, huge error in judgment the one time. But other than that, you know, the guys have handled the, the, the distractions as if they're even not distractions. And you know that can be uh, taxing on a team and, and – uh, mentally but but uh, I think they've been great I, I think they've acted maturely and, and I meant what I said of, of all the teams that that's been hard to win the league is this has been as hard as it has been to win the league especially when you're when you're looking up at a team like Baylor you know the vast majority of them. with you, you talk about the distractions with with the response to the allegations maybe coming tomorrow you think those distractions are you're not worried about that now because with our players right no no, no, but our players aren't. There's nobody on our team a part of any of that. that, that that's that's attorneys dealing with with the NCAA. And to be real honest with you, I'm not a part of that. I haven't spent much time on that, preparing that, and doing that. So, so uh, uh, you know, the response is obviously due tomorrow at some point in time. I don't know what time, and and I'm sure that we'll get it in. And 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 uh, you know, I'm sure that'll speak for itself. But you know, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't uh, let let that. Uh, bog me down as a distraction. It certainly won't moving forward. I just look at that as that was something that needs to happen from a mandatory standpoint. There, there's you know, and, and, but it's no more than what we knew it was, you know, uh, uh, three or four months ago. So it's just the next play. Also, dope tonight. Uh, did you know he would be able to play 35 minutes? At- I didn't know. Uh, uh, I knew yesterday he'd probably play, but on Monday it was 50-50, and uh, even built. Bill Calgo said he said I think he wants to try and I think he can. He's he's stable, but 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 it's really swollen. So 
and, and today at shoot around, I knew he would probably play pretty well because at shoot around, I said, okay, just just get loose. You don't 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 make us sore." He said, "No, nah, I'm practicing." So so uh, uh, I, I I knew that he felt pretty good. He had a little adrenaline in meeting today, and that was without question the most aggressive I can remember him to start a game. I thought I thought he was great. Well, even though you guys have been chasing Baylor, you've had. A lot of games that aren't super close, at least compared to yeah. the past. And when they kind of threw their punches tonight, it seemed like you guys really enjoyed it. Like, do you think this group? And- I think enjoyed it. it was a, a little <laughs> bit of a reach, but okay. but you know you, you have two guys go nine of eleven from three. You know, obviously we didn't guard them, but even if they're wide open, you don't go nine of eleven. So uh, I don't know if you remember what what game was it? Iowa State made eleven threes or whatever the first half or 10 or whatever, and we were still up 10. Uh, you know, it wasn't that tonight, but, you know, it, you know the guy, the, you know, those two play like that, and we're still right there. And then second half was no better to start. And, and then, you know, Marcus kind of got us going there defensively. And, and then Doc got on a little roll there. But but uh, we played pretty well the second half, I thought. What, what's that tell you about your guys, that they can respond like that? Well, I, I, well I, it, it, it tells me that, that I, I think that, you know, obviously, we need to play inside out uh, uh, because I, you know, drive the ability to drive the ball and get the ball to Doak. But 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 the other thing is, and, and you guys know, you can't get outscored thirty points from the three point line every game, and and, and still expect to to uh, have success. We we we've got to do a better job, and a team can get hot against you, but that team tonight played zone, and we got off 12 threes and made three against the zone. So. We we got to we got to do a better job of, of, of stretching the defense and and guys being more aggressive to shoot the ball uh, uh, because that because it's not going to it's, it, you're, you're messing with fire if if you if you're just relying on uh, uh, outscoring somebody by 40 points from inside the arc uh, uh, in order to win that, that that that's not a good formula for success even though it worked tonight. Since we didn't really know if Doak would play, he had that injury. To score 31, the most since Manning did it on his senior night. I was think, a part of that one, too. Do you think we witnessed <laughs> the greatest performance on a senior night? Uh, you know what? I was part of Danny's, and, and I would say that, that tonight was probably better just because the game was closer. Uh, 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 I was part of that. You know, that, that night, Danny's senior night, and we weren't very good at Okie State. Uh, uh, I didn't have a lot of confidence coming into that one. Uh, uh, but but I, I think because the game was close, I, I would say tonight was probably as you know, thirty one fourteen and five. Uh, that that that's that's pretty dominant. Bill Dukes had quite a few of these over here. He's had quite a few of these uh, pretty gaudy stat lines as of late. What what's been most impressive to you about the way he's kind of closed out this season? I think he's I think his aggressiveness. You know he's you know at K State he wasn't aggressive early on and he, he hesitated making a move and that's how he turned his ankle. Uh, but, but he, he, like today, he just caught and went. Uh, and so I, I, I think that's the thing, the, the thing that he is playing to a, a very impressive uh, level of athleticism that he hasn't consistently done with in a long time. And, and, and uh, I mean, he, he, he's hard to score around, over. He's hard to score around. He's hard to score when, when people beat our perimeter players. Uh, he changes everything. So. But I, I think the biggest thing is he's just kind of playing like he knows this is the last go around. Yes, Bill, uh, it might have been Vaughn's last home game too. I guess what did you think of him tonight? I thought he was solid. I don't know that he was great, uh, but I thought he was solid. You know, he's 
you know, you know, you get you get 18, and, and you know, you're just solid. That's pretty good. So, uh, I think that the way they played, you, you guys know, the way that you could take him out of a game is to play zone against him, and that's what they did. So, but he still got 18. So, I, th- I thought he played well. I, I did. I thought he and he and Doak were by far the two best players we had tonight, and and. Uh, but he got four steals, and, and, and he did a nice job. He got careless a couple of times, as you guys all know. But 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 for the most part, I thought he was rock solid. Coach, back here, Yudoka. Uh, every player's got a different backstory to get here. His is obviously not the same as all the other guys. But coming over and being away from his family, and you know all that stuff. You talked a little bit on the, on the court about him growing and all that. Just how proud are you of him personally for sticking through all those tough times? getting to where he is right now. Yeah, when, when Doe visited here as a, on his official visit, he's 15 years old. And, and uh, you know, he didn't look 15, but, but he, you know, he's 15 years old. And, and, and uh, yeah, I, I'm proud of a lot of guys that have come here and persevered and done, done it. You know, his, his, his perseverance wasn't from, you know, it, it was pretty tragic, you know, obviously losing his father and, and his mom wanting him to, you know, to, to go to America to see if there's a possibility of a better life. And, to think that your mother could love you so much that she could give you up to move away uh, is is a pretty remarkable. I don't know that I, I think I would be too selfish to do that with my own child. Uh, so so that's pretty remarkable. And then, and then he moved in with the best host family ever, with Harry and Donna, and and, and uh, uh, you know had 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 a good structure there. But but just to see him grow up, I mean I mean if you guys have interviewed him, who could ever think that he could talk twelve straight minutes? Uh, uh, and I thought it could, you know, I thought he forgot to thank a couple of custodians of that were that was uh, 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 that may have helped, you know, held the door or something at some point in time. But but uh, I, I I was amazed to, uh, of how much he's matured. He's so confident in himself right now. Uh, Bill, back here, uh, the Big Twelve. I guess the general perception is it's top heavy, but do you think it's deeper than most people think? Do you think TCU could be like a dangerous team, so to speak? Yeah. Uh, going forward, I, I I do think it's it's uh, it's top heavy uh, from an appearance standpoint. There's no question, and people used to say the league was mediocre because we've always had parity. You know, even when we won the league, we won the league with 14 and four or something like that, and and and. Uh, and so people would say, well, there's a lot of good teams in there, but there's no great ones. Well, you look at the Big Ten this year, the winner in that league is going to have six losses. And, and, and certainly nobody's saying that it's not the best league in America. So I don't, I don't think our league has got probably the due from a recognition, even though the, the metrics say it was the best league for several years in a row. This year it probably doesn't rate out that way. But if things fell right, you could still get seven teams in the tournament. If things fell right, if TCU wins Saturday and they go win a game or two in the in the, in the tournament, they're going to get in. You know, uh, 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 and, and you know, there's you know, OU may have to do something, but Texas they can get in. Uh, uh, certainly, West Virginia will get in, and, and and Tech will get in. I mean, there 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 could be a chance. That I thought five was the number, but but I think there's a chance that we could get more than five. What does Silvio's role look like now? I don't know. Uh, uh, I know he's going to travel with us, uh, uh, and he'll suit up. Uh, I don't know that that doesn't mean he'll he'll play or play much or anything. You know, we've been kind of set in, in how we've done things uh, uh, and everything. And David's played really well, so I don't I don't see Silvio's uh, uh, eligibility impacting David's minutes. So I, I don't know what that what that'll look like. But 
but I do know he's, he's paid a pretty heavy price. It's basically costing the season, and, and so we'll be excited to have him with us. Do you ever get all those smiles, your coaches listening to those speeches? You guys, does that ever get old? I mean, or, or does uh, it? No, no, it's great. It's great. You know, I, it's great. I thought Isaiah was great too. Uh, 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 and he's he's more quiet than dope. But but uh, no, it never gets old to see guys have success. Now, if we hadn't won the game, I don't think that I would have probably enjoyed it as much. But it's always nice to to, to end the season on a on a good note. And other than last year, it's the first time since two thousand and five that we haven't celebrated senior night with the Big Twelve championship. I also want to ask you about Tech. Just the, what's the challenge of going down there this weekend? A loss doesn't hurt you. Uh, maybe you guys are needing a little rest still. I mean, how's it going to be to stay sharp? Uh, I think it's. I think it's the best of all worlds for us. It's uh, just go down there and let it fly. You know, we're not going to be able to do much tomorrow. And Tech's a hard team to prepare for because they run motion, and that's the hardest to prepare for if a team knows what they're doing and they do so. So uh, uh, it'll be a hard game, and, and you guys saw Tech's effort against Baylor. It was tremendous uh, uh, Monday, and they've had they get time to rest and recoup. And, you know, the way I look at it, it it's it's a, it's it's not a pressure game, though. You know, I, I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything because it does, uh, certainly for for you know seating and all those things. But 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 as far as pressure, there shouldn't be any pressure on us to perform. We should just go down there and let it go. How do you think your team will perform in pressure games from from what you've seen so far? You know, I, you know, I think we've done pretty well. I, I don't think our late game execution's been great uh, every game, and, and uh, hopefully that can get better. That may never be great though if you don't have anybody that creates separation off the bounce. Well, you got to, you know, you got to run something to, to to go make a basket rather than have a guy just jump up and shoot it. You know, uh, so so uh, there's going to be times where we don't look great in that situation, uh, but but defensively we've been pretty good late game for the most part, and and. Uh, uh, but we, we can certainly get better. But you know, we what are we twenty seven and three? And you know, we've had some you know the last close game that that we didn't execute in or win was was obviously against Villanova, and hopefully we've improved since then. Will you consider rest for guys on Saturday or limiting minutes or anything like that? I thought about I'll be honest, if I didn't know how Doke or Marcus would be, but I thought about not playing either one of them. Uh, but Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But, but the way that Doak looked tonight, and Mark told me he felt good. So if, if, if their health says they feel good, then we'll positively play them. But if, 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 if they take a step backwards, then, then there, there would be a good chance we wouldn't. But, but, uh, but they, they seem to be doing fine after the game. All right, Coach. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Coach. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. So one thing I wondered is, um, how often on these senior nights, these final you know, home games where Kansas either wins a Big 12 or... Um, 
you know, or moves a step closer to winning the Big 12, do they play unevenly? Because I always think there's, there are factors in a senior game, senior day game, or final home game that aren't there for others. And I don't know if that explains anything that we saw tonight, but this was pretty close game, Kansas-TCU, for 30 minutes. And I still thought, you know, the outcome was in doubt for three quarters of this game. Are there are there factors for senior for are there distractions for senior games senior day games Jesse that uh, that, uh, that that can explain some of the uneven play? Uh, maybe I, you know I obviously there's emotions that go with it and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that's happening for Yudoka Azubuki and Isaiah Moss but uh, Devon Dotson too it's probably his last home game he tested the waters last year he almost left last year and he's projected to be an end of the first round or early second round draft pick this year so um even guys like that it kind of makes you wonder about them but you know having said that um i mean the two things kind of popped in my mind number one this was ku's 37th straight senior night victory so obviously even if they have certain problems in this sort of game they've won it (laughs) more consecutive years than i've been alive so um that's pretty impressive and then the second part about that is that i mean how much of this was just tcu shooting lights out in the first half i thought the first four or five threes were good looks that you know, Desmond Bain was creating, and they kind of had a clever game plan, but then three or four of the late ones in the first half were kind of end of shot clock, overextended hands, and you kind of felt like maybe uh, them, them getting three-point daggers at a time, the Horn Frogs, that it probably wasn't going to last the entire second half, and uh, it seemed like maybe the law of averages kind of caught up to them in the second half. So maybe there's some of that there, and obviously playing with a little bit more um, thoughtfulness, emotion, nostalgia, whatever you want to call it, but um, yeah, and at the end of the day, KU wins pretty comfortably in the end and gets that big victory just because they needed to win the Big 12. And you know, I opened by suggesting that they didn't play well because it might be senior day. Of course, the seniors, the star of the game was a senior who had maybe the best game of his career, Yudoka Azubuki with 30, was it 31 and 14? Yep. And as Gary Bedore pointed Five out, the, the most productive senior day game since Danny Manning in, in 88. So, um, uh, Doak seemed okay. Yeah, yeah he seemed he got off to a nice start. Bill Self was quick to uh, mention that he was part of Danny's game too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> maybe maybe part of the thirty points, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. He had a part of that too. I, uh, look, like I, uh, I would just underline everything that Jesse just said about. I do think there's something to be like athletes are such a, a product of routine, um, you know, especially at the high level competitive sports uh major college professional i mean their their whole lives are routine um and so anytime you get a little bit out of that i think you have to consider that as a factor of of how a team plays but my god like tcu um what they they were nine of 15 on threes after starting Um, i think one of four i think did they make seven in a row or six or seven in a row to end the first half yeah i just that to me and i'm just gonna look they finished 13 of 29 so they were four of 14 in the second half, um, you, you kind of figured that that was unsustainable, right? Like, um, you know, what they did in the first half. But I still I, – I thought KU was going to pull away a little bit more than they did. I thought they were the better team, um, you know, just talent, obviously. But I also – like, I really – one of the things I like about this KU team, is it, like, they all have a purpose. And, and they all seem to understand what their purpose is. They get, you know, mental lapses sometimes. And Obagi might throw a pass off the bottom of the backboard every <laughs> once in a while. But – um, but this team, like all, they, they play really well together. They they seem to know what each person is supposed to do. I mean, um, I, I thought that would carry them to a 15, 20 point win um, in the second half going away. It didn't, but it was comfortable right at the end. 
it took him it took him thirty minutes to get a little separation in this game. Yeah, and um, and I I just was thinking watching the game unfold that someone besides uh, Azubuki and then Devon Dotson was going to have to do something, uh, step up, and and almost as soon as I turned to the person I was sitting next to and said that, Marcus Garrett got a couple of steals in a row, and Christian Brown made a couple of buckets, and players other than Yudoka Azubuki and, and Devon Dotson did get involved. and um, But I don't know, Jesse, just – well, I, I don't – this follows another uneven performance. Uh, KU at, at uh, Kansas State on Saturday, they got to go down to Lubbock this Saturday for a chance at an outright Big 12 championship. It, it, could there be a little late-season fatigue going on with this team? Yeah, I, I think – you were going to hit on the point that I was about to make, which is the team looks tired. And I know it's it's um, it's sort of difficult to explain on a podcast kind of what that looks like. But, you know, there was there was like a possession kind of midway or, or early in the second half where it seemed like he was about to get a steal and they were just a half step late. Like TCU tried to throw it to him and, and they just didn't get there. And then um, the guy straight line drove on Marcus Garrett straight to the rim and drew a foul. And it's just like... Marcus Garrett's on the top 10 defensive players in the nation list. I mean, when, when you're isolated, that's not a play that Marcus Garrett allows. I mean, he's the guy that goes out and attacks. You know, uh, Sam, you retweeted that kind of popular gif now of, like, I don't remember which game it was, but, like, he was going after the guy and, like, backed him up to midcourt because the guy was so scared. Yeah. The guy was so scared to dribble the ball against Marcus Garrett. I mean, it, it was just kind of a reversal of fortunes. And uh, we talk about so much about, Bill Self sort of progressing, and I, I don't know about you guys, I was shocked by what he said in the postgame, because he has been Mr. Overtime. What has made him so successful is he is competitive to a fault. He wants to win every single game so badly. So when he was asked potentially about resting Marcus Garrett and Yudoka Azubuki yeah. in the season finale against Texas Tech, I 100% knew his answer was going to be no, got to go win the outright title. And his answer was, yeah, I thought about it. I thought a lot about it. And so... To me, there's there's just different levels with this team, and it seemed like there was about a two-minute stretch when KU pulled away in that second half where you talked about it, Blair. There was a Marcus Garrett couple steals. Devon Dotson hit a different sort of gear in transition where he was scoring and getting fouled, and that's the Kansas that we've seen at times this year that kind of looks unstoppable. But you saw it for about two minutes against TCU, and you saw it for about four minutes against K-State. So I think that has to be the biggest worry for this team is just that they kind of are getting – ground you know grinded ground into the ground whatever the case may be and they don't look their freshest selves at this point and whatever bill self can do to get them back to that that has to be considered most important and i'm here to tell you the big 12 tournament is not that important in the grand scheme of things so if, if ku needs to rest guys there or, or not make this as much of a kansas city party as it's been in the years past i think bill self ought to do it i was just thinking Nothing like uh, nothing like uh, a Big Twelve tournament to help a team that needs a little rest. Uh, yeah, right. You know, maybe some injuries to heal up, some uh, some nicks and bruises. And you're right, KU will be no worse in the second seed. They could be still be the one or the two, depending on what happens in games on Saturday. But um, yeah, three day three games in three days for this team. No, they don't need it. Don't they're going to be the overall number one seed in the NCAA tournament? I think no matter what happens from the from here on out, they they just can't not be. And that's the arithmetic right now: is can Baylor still catch them? And hypothetically, maybe they could, just because, like you mentioned, Blair, 
Baylor could still be the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament. Yep. If they went on to win the Big 12 tournament, there would at least be an argument there, hey, they won the conference, they also won the conference championship. But I, I guess even bigger picture than that, we talked about kind of the cool thing that happens. They get to pick their sites if you're the overall number one seed. So, okay, you could go to Houston if they wanted or L.A. if they wanted, that sort of thing. But even that, like, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? So you're the number two overall seed. Okay, you go to Indy instead of Houston. Or if you don't get to choose between Indy and Houston, maybe KU wants to choose Indy anyway. So I just don't know even if the benefit is that great with that. Again, I'm talking big picture here, and maybe I'm making too much of it. But um, you see it every time. Like even tonight, uh, Devon Dawson tweaks an ankle. And it goes out. And all of a sudden, KU, you're like, what's going on with Kansas? And Marcus Garrett allows straight line drives. And it's like, is his foot okay? And, and Yudoka, you're wondering before the game, is he going to play? And, and then he plays 35 minutes. Uh, KU is great because those three players are great. And if one of those three players isn't on, then this probably looks like a lot different team. I think what we're all kind of <clears throat> referring to as well without saying it is that um, this team, as good as they are when they play really well and, and they just defend like dogs and that Absolutely. can win, um, you know, that can win a lot of games, uh, their margin is not very big at all. And, you know, you kind of feel it. Like when you see Dope go down in Manhattan the other day, um, Dotson – uh, you know, Marcus Garrett maybe not being 100%. I mean, they, they can't afford any of that stuff in the tournament or else they're just another team that would have a good run by getting to the second weekend. You know what I mean? If if one of those three guys are, you know, can't play, if they're hurt, if they're, if they're compromised, um, you know, that's got to be part of the arithmetic as well of, um, you know, they just look. And no team can afford, like, their best player going down. That's not, You know, I understand that point, but – um, their margin between being the number one overall seed and just kind of, you know, the equivalent of like a five seed is just not that big at all. It's it's one bad injury. Um, I was surprised that Doug played thirty five minutes yeah. tonight. <laughs> thirty five. Yeah. Um, this was ultra competitive, Blair. That's yes, what I said. as as, <laughs> as we heard, you know, two hours before the game, until Doug came out, the only people who knew Doug was going was going to play were, um, I guess. In the team, room, in the room, right yeah. in, in the in the in the locker room, and and then he comes out and plays thirty five, and they needed him. I mean, he he had to play and do what he did tonight for for Kansas to win the game. So I I, I guess I what I'm saying is I agree with you guys that um, uh, the healing would be the best thing that can happen yeah. to this Kansas team right now. And it's not like they're you know they're not dealing with major injury problems. But just enough nagging injury problems that can can slow a team down. It's it's weird to think about it in these terms, but I think you kind of look at two separate things too. And I think it's a good sign for Bill Soft to say he thought about sitting Marcus and Udoka potentially against Texas Tech. But I think the other side of this is just think about the Big Twelve tournament: three games, three days. And we just talked about the ultra competitiveness. I mean, Doke played thirty-five minutes tonight. We weren't sure he was going to play at all, and so. What happens when Bill Self gets in competitive games? Like He doesn't want to lose to Oklahoma State. He doesn't want to lose to Iowa State. He doesn't want to lose to Oklahoma. And so it's almost a matter of you kind of have to save yourself from yourself in this situation. You have to go in and, and tell yourself that there's going to be a minutes restriction. But I think the biggest obstacle is just you don't want to completely wear guys down over a three-game stretch in three days. And let's be honest. Uh, KU is uniquely positioned to take advantage of this. I mean, how many teams out there right now are sitting here thinking, uh, no matter what happens over the next week and a half, don't know if the NCAA seeding is going to really change. Or maybe it'll change from 1-1 one, one, 
to one two and we've seen like in the nba the spurs sit their guys and they rest them before the the playoffs the most important game but we've seen this work at the higher level it's just in college there's just really not that opportunity for teams to kind of take advantage of this sort of thing so the fact that bill self is thinking about it, i think is encouraging but i think if nothing else he's got to come up with something for the big 12 tournament to not run this team into the ground yeah um one other thing too is Doak played 35 minutes in and he was spectacular <laughs> unbelievable um but I, I think there might be a danger if anybody thinks, oh, well, he played 35 minutes and he was spectacular, all good. You yes. Because that, you know, um, there was a lot of adrenaline going through that man. Um, he was playing for something more than just to beat TC or just to clinch a Big 12 championship. And you can tell, like, every senior, if, it, if they spent four years <laughs> – no offense, Isaiah Moss, but that was not the most emotional, um, you know, Kansas career that anybody's ever had. But, you know, four-year seniors, um, you know, they're, they're going to feel a little something extra in that game. But I, I thought even on that standard, you know, you heard it after the game, both what the public heard on the court and then, um, you know, in, in the press conference. I mean, that, that stuff really, really mattered to him, and it mattered to him to play. It mattered to him to play well. His last – he talked – you know, last time running through the tunnel, all those things. Um, it's not going to have that in Lubbock. You know, like, you know, the last game of the season that doesn't really matter. And I just – I think there might be a big danger um, if, if anybody thinks he's solved. All right, I know it's late, um, but I want to run some numbers – by you guys, and you tell me which one. Um, by winning tonight, Kansas uh, achieved some milestones. Hmm. Which one of these numbers kind of stands out to you? So, by beating TCU tonight, now they, they now have a 15-game winning streak. It's one of the top, but five or six longest in the Bill Self era. They uh, clinched at least a share for first place. It's the 62nd conference title in 113 years of conference play. So, more than half of the years that Kansas has been in a conference they they finished first it's 19 conference championships in 24 years of Big 12 play uh, 37 straight victories on senior day for, for Kansas I think that's every one of the Larry Brown, Roy Williams and Bill Self eras so Ted Owens was the last one to drop a game on senior day and the 500th KU victory for, for Bill Self we they celebrated his 700th overall victory earlier this year. Tonight was his 500th victory at uh, at KU, and I don't think that came up in the 15-minute post-game interview with Bill. So, any of those kind of uh, achievements they resonate all, more than the other one? They all do, um, but 62 is 62 and 100. That's better than Doak shooting free throws. <laughs> yeah, right. 62 out of 113, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, That's a lot better. So if he shot 113 free throws, his percentage would be about what KU <laughs> yeah. wins the conference title. Yeah, you know? I mean, that, that, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. That's, um, you know, like Duke has obviously like a really proud history. They, they have some empty years as well. You, you can't win 62 of 113. Is that the – Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's – that's absurd. Yep. They, won, they won the first one in 1908, and they've won the most recent one. I'm trying. And Scott Drew has a chance to get Baylor a piece of that. You know, the one streak that we don't talk about that often that I think goes maybe overlooked, and obviously, you know, the streak that KU had with the Big 12 titles and Bill Self was was crazy, but their string of making the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And you think about the Blue Bloods out there, you know, Kentucky, they have a down year. 
North Carolina, they have a down year. I mean, everybody having, having a down everybody year. goes through a down year. You just mentioned 500 wins for Bill Self. This is his 17th season at Kansas. He's not done with 17 seasons. Yeah. I'm doing quick math here, but 510 wins would be 30 a year. I mean, that's pretty dumb too, right? Yeah. Like to average 30 wins a year and not have – again, we, we can talk about Roy Williams. He, they had a tough year. He had to go to recruiting class. It just didn't come together. Sometimes you win 18 or 19 games. It hasn't happened at Kansas, and you know he always talks about the story about a uh, he wasn't sure he wanted to replace a legend, and you know he called up his dad, Bill Self, and I'm not sure you know if I need to take the job at Kansas. And Dad said, yeah, you know if you don't think you can replace Roy or live up to his standard, you probably shouldn't. And so about 24 hours later, Bill Self accepted the job. Basically, he'd been <laughs> called soft by his dad, so he went ahead and took the Kansas job. But I mean. That is crazy to think that someone who replaced Roy Williams in that level of success and all the fears out there that, you know, this guy can't live up to him. I mean, he surpassed him. There's no other way to say it. This guy, if he stays at Kansas and is able to, after all of the allegations and all the things that are coming out here very soon, um, you know, he'll pass Fog Allen in wins here very soon and will be. He's very close to the greatest coach in Kansas history, and that is um, not an overstatement. So, yeah, 500 wins in 17 or 16-plus seasons, 16-and-a-half, 16 16-and-two-thirds 16 seasons. That's pretty crazy as well. They'll have to name the court for him, don't you think? The, the building is – that name's taken. And it's, it's James Nason, the court, that's taken. you got to maybe hyphenate that. Well, or... well, Blair, I did my best Poznanski here um, a few years back and did the look at KU 10 years in the future, and mm-hmm. it was um, Allen Self – Fieldhouse. Uh, so you, you got to do like the little Gallagher eye, but you got like to you got to do the hyphenation. I like that. You just mentioned it. We're recording this uh, Wednesday night after the KU game. There will uh, probably be some news coming down the pike for for KU. Well, there will be. Um, when they received their amended notice of allegations a couple weeks ago, you know, as we reported in the Star, with the new football violation that happened under Les Miles' watch, the deadline to submit KU's response back to the NCAA with those allegations was March 5th. And so um, as we're talking, tomorrow is March 5th. So Kansas can't wait any more days. They will release something that will be public that will kind of have, be their response to the NCAA. Um, again, we'll, we'll know more people listening right now probably know more than we do. But um, at this point, it just seems like it's going to be kind of the standard response that, uh, that KU has given before, that uh, they want to the NCAA to use verifiable facts, and if there are things out there that can, can be proven against Kansas, uh, they want the NCAA to prove it. Unfortunately for KU in this matter, the NCAA is not a court of law. You know, they can sort of do what they want with these cases and with the uh, the bodies that are going to look over this and decide what happens. But that's kind of been KU's stance on this whole thing, and so I would expect more of the same when they officially announce uh, their response to the notice allegations coming on what it would be Thursday. All right, guys, get back to your laptops. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Well, that'll do it for today. Hey, it takes a village to produce a podcast. And thanks to our producers, Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett for putting together today's show. Hey, leave a comment or a like where you can. We'd appreciate it. We'll be back on Friday for another episode of Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. <laughs>